With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Right. 
Welcome to our Monday night edition of Prayer International Radio. I am Sean Holmberg, along with Christopher Herzog, and who will be joining us in the second half of our broadcast. And we just want to welcome you to another edition of Face to Face, um, two hours on Blog Talker Radio of Seeking the Face of the Father and Worship and the Bible. Um, I don't actually. Ironically, this is probably one of the first nights I don't have any stories to tell. Um, so I guess we're just going to get into it then um, until a story actually comes up, which probably will any minute now. Um, let's pray. Father, we give complete control of this broadcast over to you. Father, we release it completely and totally in your hands. Jesus, that you would be glorified, not by our own actions, Father, and not that we as mere men, Father, possess any abilities, Father, beyond that which comes through your Holy Spirit. So, Father, we yield ourselves tonight, Father. We yield the two hours of this broadcast to you, Lord, asking that you would be glorified, Father, and this nation and every nation, Father, where there are people listening, Father, whether they're listening live, Father, or they're listening to the archives later on, Jesus, you know, Father, you know where every listener is at, Father, in their walk with you, Father. You know their trials and tribulations, Father. You know their struggles, Father. You know the things they need before, like your word declares, you know what we need before we even ask you, Jesus. And so we give the balance to everything of our lives to you, that you would work in us and through us, that you would complete that which you've started in us, Father, until the day of Christ, Lord, that we would be rooted and grounded in love, Father, that we would be firmly established in the word of truth, Father, and your word is truth, Jesus. Through your Holy Spirit, give us revelation, Father. Give us new insight and new revelation into your presence, into your character, Jesus, so that we, above all things, may know you, Father. If we have found grace in your sight, like Moses declared on the mountain, Father, show us now your way that we may know you, Father. Let your word take root in our lives, Father, and in our hearts, Father, that we can be renewed in the spirit of our mind, Jesus, that we can be transformed from glory to glory by your Holy Spirit, Father, for it's not by works, Lord, and it's not with preaching or persuasive of persuasive words of human wisdom, but it's only in demonstration of your spirit and power, Jesus. So we declare that you are king and that you are Lord Jesus. And the Father has given you the name that is above every name, that it's your name every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth. And every tongue will confess that you are Lord to the glory of God the Father. So, Jesus, we come and we stand here in one accord to glorify your name. Father, your word declares that you're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So, Lord, we ask that you would 
begin through your Holy Spirit, Father, as your word declares, it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Father, that you would start working on the hearts of those who are listening, Lord, who do not know you, Father. And for loved ones and family members and friends, Father, who do not know you, Father, your word declares that you are long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, Father. And you said if there were 99 sheep that hadn't gone astray, but one had, Father, you would leave everything for that one sheep, Lord. So we ask that you would seek out, Father, those lost sheep, Lord, those creations of yours, Father, who do not have the revelation and the knowledge of who you are, Father, who, whether they've never known it, Lord, or whether no one's ever told them, or they just haven't completely understood Jesus, open their hearts so they can understand fully the love of the Father that he has bestowed on us, Father, by sending you to die for our sins and raising you up from the dead, Jesus. Let us know the power that lies in your blood and let us understand completely the power that lies in your resurrection in our lives that we can walk in a newness of life father for your word declares that we are dead to sin but alive to god father you said that if anyone is in christ he is a new creation old things have passed away and behold all things have become new so jesus i ask by your holy spirit that you would teach us how to walk in your spirit father your word declares in romans 8 it says that there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of the life in Christ has set us free from the law of sin and death, Father. And we rejoice, Lord, with a joy that's inexpressible and full of glory, Father, knowing that we have a great and mighty Redeemer, Father, knowing we have a great Savior who is our chief advocate, who is our intercessor, knowing that you are constantly eternally interceding on our behalf in the front of the father lord father we thank you that all our needs are met father by the abundance of your grace and mercy and the abundance of your blessings and provisions that you have poured out in our lives father even spiritually father your word declares that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places lord and you said that we are seated next to you in heavenly places father so give us the mindset that we can understand our place in you father that we will not see ourselves as we would appear here on this earth father but let us comprehend fully lord the mystery that we are seated in heavenly places with you father that your kingdom has come into this earth father and that the enemy has no power, Father. Lord, help us guard our tongues today, Father, for your word declares that our words have the power of death and life in them, Lord. Father, so when you said that blessing and cursing shouldn't come out of the same tongue, Lord, so let our words be tempered, Father. Let our words be guarded, Jesus, that we would only speak those things, Father, that would edify and uplift and exhort the body of Christ and ourselves, Lord. For your word declares, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, Lord. So get us into the habit, Jesus, of the good habit, Father, of declaring your words to be true in our lives, Father, and over our lives, Father, over the lives of our children and our spouses, Father, over the lives of our friends and our coworkers, Jesus, and every person we come in contact with, Lord. Let your word be true, Father. So, Father, we give everything to you, Lord. And we ask if there's anybody out there, Father, who is suffering or 
Lord, anybody who needs to touch me, Lord, that even tonight, Holy Spirit, that you would meet them where they're at, at the moment of their need, at the place where they're at, Father, that you would meet them with, with whatever faith they have, Jesus, and that you would glorify Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, that you would be, you would touch them and fill them completely and totally with your presence, Father. And if there's anybody listening to this broadcast tonight, Father, who is in need of a physical healing, Lord, your word declares that by your stripes we are healed. And your word declares if we would ask anything in your name, you would do it. Father, and so we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, in the name of your son, Jesus, Lord, according to that name, which is above every name, Father, declaring that your word is true, Father, we come in agreement with you on behalf of these, Lord, who are afflicted by sickness and disease, and we ask in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, that the sickness and disease would be removed from them right now. Father, we thank you for your blood, Lord, which was shed for our sins, Father. We thank you that your word declares that by your stripes we are healed, Father. And so we rejoice with you, Lord, and we thank you for the healing, Father. Holy Spirit, touch them right now where they're at, Father, from the top of their heads to the soles of the feet, Lord. Every muscle, every joint, every organ, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we command that those bodies line up according to the word of God right now in the name of Jesus we declare that the word of God is true, and those bodies must conform to the will of God, Father. Jesus, thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for being glorified in this earth, Father. Even though the world would declare, Lord, that the things of God are passing away, Father, we know the truth is that the true light is already shining, Lord. Even though the world gets darker and darker, Father, your light is still shining, Father, and you are still reaching out and touching the nations, Father. And we have set ourselves as intercessors, Father. We have set ourselves on the watch, Lord, declaring in, to the nations that Jesus Christ is Lord, Father, sounding the trumpet that your return is coming and that all men need to know of the love of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is um, Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for anything, um, please give us a call. Um, you can visit us on our website, which is prayerinternational.org. If you need an immediate prayer and you can't make it to a telephone, email us at prayerinternational@gmail.com, at And we will be back in just a few minutes. Majesty, worship His majesty, unto Jesus be all glory, power, and
tonight, Lord Jesus, we set aside the balance of this evening to focus upon your kingship and your lordship. Yes, Lord, we acknowledge you as the sacrifice, the great sacrificial lamb. We thank you, Lord God, for the blood that you shed for us. We thank you, O oh Lord God, for the great mercies and blessings that you that you showered upon our lives. But tonight, Lord, we want to see you not as a lamb, but we want to worship you as that lion of Judah, the king above all kings. Thank you. Thank you for your presence. We bow before you. We acknowledge you. We honor you. King of kings and Lord of lords.
Welcome back to Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for absolutely anything, please give us a call. Um, If you can't get to the phone, email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And we're going to be spending a lot of time off and on in in prayer um, on behalf of the nations, um, and not only the nations, but on for behalf of our friends and family. You know, the Bible says that we in our household shall be saved. But, you know, it goes beyond that because the Lord will call certain people to be missionaries, for example, and go into distant nations to preach the gospel. But at the same time, he's called many people to stand up and be intercessors on behalf of nations they'll never be, they'll never go to. And you know, it's, it's ironic. I live in the United States. Um, I know we have some callers who don't live in the United States, and I always found it interesting. Um, a couple of years ago, well, probably five or six years ago, um, there was a revival at my church, and this minister came to our church for six months from South America or South Africa, sorry. And because the Lord told him that he needed to come to America. And, you know, we as Christians um, and our churches, um, at times we get really prideful thinking we have it all together and thinking everything is perfect and that we have some kind of monopoly on the presence of God and a monopoly on the things of God, when in reality most of us really don't have any clue as to the things of God. Um, at least those of us those who were not spending time in his presence and constantly seeking his face. You know, it says in Amos, it says that the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals it himself. It reveals it first to his servants, the prophets. And in the Old Testament, there was individual prophets, one or two prophets who would come along to declare the word of God when the children of Israel had gone astray. But in these days, like it says in Joel, in the last days, uh, he said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall See, will see visions, and your young men will dream dreams. And you know, when the Holy Spirit was poured out to this world, um, when Jesus Jesus said, "If I don't go to my Father, I can't send the Holy Spirit to us, who is the Rock Hakodesh, the Comforter," and He said He will reveal all things to us. And you know, the Holy Spirit came, and and it's His job to. Declare to us the things of the Father. You know, the Bible says, um, this is me paraphrasing, it says that no one knows the things of a man's heart except for the spirit of the man that sent him. No one knows one's mind except for the spirit of the man within him. And no one knows the things of the Father God except for the Holy Spirit. And, you know, we who have the gift of the Holy Spirit, and, you know, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. And what was purchased was our salvation by Jesus Christ. And it says that he is, we have been sealed with the Holy Spirit until that day. And, you know, the Holy Spirit will declare to us the things of God if we're willing to listen. And if we're willing to actually discipline ourselves and set our, our faces as a flint to seek him. You know, the Bible says to study to show yourself approved. And, you know, in my own life, um, I do a lot of computer work. And, you know, there's constantly times I'm realizing that I I know as much as I know I I know absolutely nothing and there's so many different areas of expertise that a person can have and, and it really doesn't matter what um profession you have I mean whether you're a doctor or a lawyer or even a computer tech like me um 
there's always different levels of expertise and the more training and the more knowledge you have, the more promotion you get. And, you know, and the kingdom of God, it's almost the same way, except for the promotion that we get doesn't come necessarily in greater works for the sake of the greater works, but it comes through a greater revelation and our knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible says that he knows us completely and we desire to know him as we are known. And the kind of knowledge and that kind of intimacy of the Lord only comes when you're willing to actually set yourself before him and spend time in his word and have his word become revelation to you and become living. And it only comes from disciplining yourselves for that and making your life a living sacrifice, realizing, you know, the Bible declares that we are being built up together for a dwelling place of God and the spirit. In the Old Testament, they built temples for to house the presence of God. And even God said, what is the house that you will build me for my hands have made all things. And we, as the body of Christ, um, as the bride of Christ, as the church are, the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. And we need to treat our lives as such, as if that's what they really were. And if we believe the Word of God to be true, then we need to act upon the Word of God like it's true and sanctify ourselves to Him and sanctify our lives to Him and not allow anything in our lives that would tarnish the temple and to tarnish His um, the presence that he has for us in, in our lives and not saying that we have to be perfect because by no means are any of us ever going to be perfect. The only way we're perfect is because the Bible says that he has forever perfected those who are being sanctified. And the sanctification process is a constant process in our lives. Um, having our minds being renewed by the word of God. But the father already declares that we're perfect in his sight. But we need to be diligent to seek the face of the Lord. He said, seek me all I might be found. Call upon him when he's near. He said, I mean, if you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. And, you know, a great many Christians um, come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and they get saved. And then that pretty much ends it. They never, whether they've never been told or it's never been revealed to them that there's something a lot more than that which is the actual relationship that we can have with God the Father. And, you know, the Bible declares that we can have that kind of relationship with him. It says that the Father talked to Moses as a man talks face-to-face -face with someone. And, you know, even if you go throughout the Bible, Abraham, even um, Abraham, Moses, Noah, um, and even Jesus gave us the example of spending time with the Father. I mean, Jesus never did anything he said unless he heard it. He spent time with his Father first. Before every great miracle, before every time he went out to see the public, he always was spending time before the Father to get counsel from the Father. You know, the Bible says a man will plan his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. And it says the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. And, you know, if we want to, the Bible says in Ephesians um, chapter 2, it says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which the Father prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And it doesn't mean that we have to strive and we have to struggle to try to complete works on our own and 
to do everything on our own, but it's a partnership with the Lord and the fact that he has done all the work and all we have to do is walk rejoicing in our relationship with him and walk in the works that he's already set out for us to complete so that Jesus becomes glorified through us and through our lives and that our lives become living testimonies of the saving power of the Lord Jesus Christ and of his grace and mercy. And so it's very important for us to live our lives like that with a fullness of knowledge of the Lord Jesus and having the word firmly implanted in our hearts. You know, David said, your word I have hidden in my heart that I will not sin against you. And even more so, we now, in these last times, knowing that the times are drawing near, and we're in the last season, one of the last seasons before the return of the Lord Jesus, whether that be in a week or whether that be in 100 years or 200 years, we are drawing near to the end for his return. And, you know, it's a good thing the Bible says that the Lord is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Because there's still a great many people out there from nation to nation who have still never heard the name of Jesus. It's always shocks me. Um, I read a quote once that said, it said, it's unforgivable for a Christian to hear the word, hear the word of God, hear the hear the name of Jesus twice, hear about the salvation of Jesus twice, when there's so many people in the world who have never heard it once. And we grow up in church. Some of us grow up in churches, and we hear the word of God over and over again. Of course, nowadays um, it's rare to actually even see an altar call in church, um, but I won't get into that in this broadcast. And but we hear the word of God and we're exposed to the word of God and it's horrible the fact that we go out into their into the streets and into the marketplaces and into our jobs and we don't share that same knowledge that we have from Jesus. Um you know, Paul said, Woe he said, Woe is me if I do not preach and necessity is laid upon me and the very outpouring of our lives should be in defense and and proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ with which we ourselves were redeemed from the foundation of the world by the blood of Jesus Christ. And, you know, we stand in intercession for those nations and we stand in intercession for the people of this world who need the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But even that is not enough if we're not willing to go out and ourselves become living testimonies of his love to the world. And because it's easy to walk a walk when you're behind closed doors, but it's a lot harder to do it out in public when it really matters. It's easy to proclaim that we want to do things, but we actually have to have our actions line up with our faith and actually do them. Um, and at the same time, we need to be diligent to guard our own hearts and our own lives so that we do not become persuade, I mean, persuaded or swayed by every wind of doctrine like the Bible declares. And what I mean by that is, you know, the Bible says to be careful when you think that you're strong or be careful when you think that you have it all together. 
and this is me paraphrasing again, because that's the moment you're going to fall. And, you know, the Bible declares that um, pride becomes before a fall. And there's a great many Christians out there who, for one reason or the other, whether they're not rooted and completely grounded or they just get swept away by the things of the world, that they start to lose sight of their first love. And there's so many other things that we have in our lives that can take priority in our lives without us realizing it. And so, and without the proper balance and the proper order and without Jesus Christ being our foundation, there's nothing with holiness and nothing that we can stand upon that will keep us standing in the midst of a flood of the enemy and, you know, the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, this, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. And, you know, that standard is the Word of God. And that standard is our faith and the blood of Jesus. The Bible declares that we, they, we overcome the enemy by, the number one, the blood of the Lamb, and number two, by the word of our testimonies. And our testimonies should be declaring the Word of God over our lives and not believing the Word of the enemy, not believing what the world would say about our situations, but declaring that the Word of God is true regardless of what our situations say to us. You know, it says before, but Smith Wigglesworth was a famous evangelist very long time ago, way before I was born. And um, he said that someone asked him how come his faith was so great, and he said it wasn't. He said the difference is that he wasn't moved by what he saw, and he wasn't moved by what he heard, and he wasn't even moved by what he felt. He was only moved by what he believes. And we, as a body of Christ, need to get to the place of believing the Word of God and not just believing that it's the Word of God. We need to believe that the Word of God is true, and that not only that it's true, but that it's true for our lives, and that it's true for our neighbors' lives, and our friends' lives, and our families' lives. Because when you believe the Word of God is true on your uh, in your own life, it'll actually change your life. And you'll start living the, pre the precepts and the principles that the Bible puts down about praying and fasting and believing and proclaiming the Word of God. You know, the Bible declares, and many people have heard the Bible declare that um, where Jesus said um, to go forth into the nations, preach the gospel, to lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Well, it's great to talk, it's great to believe that Jesus said to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, but if you never lay hands on the sick, then there's really no point declaring that you believe it. Because if you believed it, you would actually do it. And then the Bible declares that we're new creations in Christ Jesus. Old things, have, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And if we really believed all things become new, then we'd be willing to walk in the newness of life. And we'd lay aside the sin which so easily besets us. And we'd lay aside all the things that are not befitting and all the things that do not edify and glorify Jesus Christ. Because all of our actions should be glorifying him. We should be able to walk out into the world. And there should be a noticeable difference between our character and the character of the world because we are molded and shaped and fashioned after the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You know, it says in Second Corinthians, we behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord and they're being changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And the more time we spend with him and the more time we spend in the Word, the more time our characters and our integrity is shaped to be like Jesus's. You know, the Bible says that we have the mind of Christ, but we can't have the mind of Christ if we don't know the mind of Christ, if we don't spend time in his word, if we don't spend time in his presence learning from him. You know, it says one of the 
most amazing verses I've read in the Bible is when it talks about the Holy Spirit and it says that the Spirit of Truth and it says that you do not need anyone to teach you for the same Spirit that abides in you will teach you concerning all things. And you know, all we need to do is to come before Him and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal Jesus to us Sort of like the two men who came up to the disciples and said, Sirs, we wish to see Jesus. If we were just willing to submit ourselves and allow the Holy Spirit to become our teacher, because not only is is he our comforter, but he's also our teacher, revealing to us the things of the Father. And if we're just willing to come to him and ask him to teach us and ask him to reveal Jesus to us, then the revelation that we would have would change our entire lives. And it wouldn't just change our lives, but it changed the lives of everybody around us. So, um, this is Prayer International Radio. Um, our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for absolutely anything whatsoever, please give us a call. Um, we do have a praise report from, I believe her name's Kiona. I could be wrong, and I apologize for that. She got prayer last night for her husband, Eddie, and they've already been able to see breakthrough beginning to happen. And, you know, whenever we come to the Lord, we can always trust that he will do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. And, you know, the Bible says that he is not a man that he should lie. And it says in Isaiah that, he said, the words that go forth from my mouth, that go forth from my from my mouth will accomplish that for which I sent it, and it will not return to me void. And, you know, when we declare the word of God over our lives, and we declare the word of God over our situations, and we declare the word of God over our friends and family, we can be confident that the Lord will fulfill the words which he has declared. For you know, the Bible says that he has exalted his word above his name, which in the end they're pretty much the same because the Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And in the end, everything comes down to Jesus Christ. So if you need prayer for anything, give us a call. We're going to take a quick break and then we will be back in just a few minutes.
in this place tonight. Rest
give me a heart tonight. Lord, we surrender our hearts to you. We surrender our hearts, Lord. Everything that we are, we surrender now, Lord, to you, Jesus. We surrender, Lord. Alright, praise God, this is Prayer International Radio, and we're going into a time of worship. My name is Chris Herzog, and we're picking up the 11 o'clock hour uh, central time. I know some people are wondering, but typically we're broadcasting from 10 to 12 o'clock central time, and depending on how we schedule meetings and things like that, it may change. We're going to go ahead and go into a time of worship right now and just let your hearts get tuned. I see we've got a few people in the chat room, and we're praying for you. So as the worship kicks in, we're going to go through some prayer requests and uh, just kind of kick things in gear probably about 10 after. And uh, so sit back and just enjoy the worship and just allow the Holy Spirit to breathe on you tonight. Praise God.
right, praise God. We're back. This is Prayer International Radio, and we're coming up to about 10 minutes past the 11 o'clock hour. And just wanted to thank those of you that are in the chat room tonight uh, for just being faithful. You know, it looks like we've got quite a few people in there. Um, Brother Joe and Brother Down Under, uh, Sister John and uh, Prophet Sharita, praise God, a guest in there. And I know we've had quite a few people kind of in and out tonight. So praise the Lord. We just want to bless you. You know, we're uh, praying and standing in the gap for you and your families. Believing God for the ministries, some of the different ministries represented, the different radio stations, uh, different churches. You know, we are, we've are we got lists of things for different people that we are praying and believing, declaring the will of God, declaring the kingdom of God over your life. And so just want to let you know we are here to be your prayer hedge, you know, just a, a hedge of protection, a covering for you in prayer to not not to take away from what you do in your local church or what you get in your local body or local ministry, but we want to just add to. We want to complement what the Lord is doing uh, in some of the other, you know, areas of your life. And so if we can be a support, uh, that's what we're here for. So praise God. So this is Prayer International Radio. Uh, this is Face to Face with God, and my name is Chris Herzog. I'll be your host until uh, about the 12 o'clock hour. And like we mentioned, if you're wondering, typically we do run the show from 10 o'clock till 12 o'clock midnight. Now, every now and then we'll start it at 11, or we may go till 1, or we'll just shut it down by 12. It depends on scheduling, depends on what's going on. You know, we've got different meetings, churches, family, a lot of different things going on uh, between home churches and conferences and work, and, you know, there's just a lot that we do, so... We are trying to accommodate, you know, the radio station and, and fill up the two-hour slot every day. But we may do that. We may not. It's been, of course, we're looking for people to help um, work with us. So if you have any interest in that, let us know. And, uh, you know, we're trying to raise up an intercessory prayer group, uh, not only for Blog Talk Radio, but just for the body of Christ. So praise God. Let me say a prayer for you guys, and we're going to get started. I just want to really declare the Word of God over your lives tonight. You know, I think a lot of times the Bible says if we confess our sins, He's faithful just to forgive us. That if we confess Jesus Christ as Lord, uh, you know, that we shall be saved. And there's something about confession, there's something about making declarations out of our mouths. When we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, something happens. And I think that, you know, definitely that applies to salvation or the, applies to the reborn experience or the born-again experience, uh, whatever you want to title or term it. But when you come into Christ, or I should say when the Spirit of Christ indwells or comes into you and takes residency or takes ownership of your life, okay, that happens by confession with your mouth. That happens by believing and, and putting faith and trust and reliance on God from your heart. Okay? And somewhere in there, there's mental, you know, thoughts, feelings, and things that play into that. But the bottom line is, it's about believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. And, of course, we can apply that to the simplicity of salvation. But really, if we take it a step further, I think it applies to everything in the kingdom. 
It applies to following through with the words of God. When God speaks a directive word or a, a word that uh, has your assignment involved in it, when he speaks to you a word of direction or a word of, uh, what's the, when he tells you to do something, it takes faith and it takes declaration. You know, a lot of times when we hear God speak to our hearts or we read something in the word that is, speaking to us and leading us, oftentimes we will pray about it. We will begin to seek and inquire of the Lord about it. And um, a lot of times it's that faith and believing and then the confession that brings it to pass. And so I want to take that to a different level in regards to everything that you're going to receive in the kingdom of God. The Bible says that in Christ you've received every spiritual blessing. It also says that in Christ, by his stripes, you are healed. Okay, it also says that you and your whole household shall be saved. But a lot of times we don't always see the manifested reality of these things, even though we know by faith it's true. And even though we know that God has declared these things in our lives, sometimes between point A, where God has said, and point B, where we have believed, getting to the finish point, the completion of it, point C, uh, there's a lot of things that play into that sometimes. And so I just want to kind of stick with the subject uh, briefly. And then I want to just really affirm you guys and, and declare who you are in the Lord to build your spirit man up, to build you up in the things of God, to set your mind on things above, and to help correct your focus so that you can have a confidence and a boldness in the things of God and you can begin to walk in the power and the demonstration of the Spirit of God because you put your faith and your hope in Jesus and you stay yielded and open to what the Holy Spirit wants to speak or say or do through your life. And so we're going to get into that and see how some of these things work. And we're going to get into the Word of God and, and just, you know, we're going to worship and pray and just have that time. So, anyways, praise God. Let me... uh let me just pray for you guys right now, okay? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you for everybody tonight. Lord, everybody listening on Blog Talk Radio, everybody that's tuned into the website or tuned into the Blog Talk, tuned into the chat room, or they're reaching out to us through some media stream. Father, right now, I want to lift up our spiritual family, our brothers and sisters in the Lord. And, Father, I want to declare your kingdom come and your will be done in their lives tonight, Father, that you would literally speak and help them to speak to every mountain that's in their life and that you would remove every hindrance and every obstacle that's holding them back from your best. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just declare, Lord, daily bread coming to everybody tonight, that not only would the spiritual revelation of your word and the spiritual truth of your word come and fill their minds and their hearts, but that, Lord, the practical and physical and, and normal needs that, that they have, whether it be food, clothing, shelter, funds for ministry, personal funds, uh, things they need to go forward in their assignments in God, whatever it is that they need of, Father, you said that we would lack nothing, that you are our good shepherd, and that if we ask, we shall receive. If we seek, we'll find. If we knock, it'll be open. So, Father, tonight we just ask you for daily bread, and we thank you, Father, that you're a provider and you're a good gift giver. You give good gifts to your children. 
And, Father, tonight we just ask in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would brood and move and breathe over everybody by the power of your Holy Spirit that would cause the life of Christ, the character of Christ, the fruit of the Spirit to be produced in them. Now, Father, we just ask, Lord, that you lead us not into temptation, but you would deliver us from evil. Father, that you would just protect everybody, surround them with your angels, cause them to think and see things from your perspective. Cause them to de- develop and adopt your mindsets concerning the things that they face. Now, Father, we ask, Lord, that you cause a spirit of forgiveness to come up in every person that names the name of Christ, that they would have the right attitude towards people all of the time. They'd walk in forgiveness. They would walk in love. They would learn to not hold grudges or bitterness, but they would let those things go so that they could be free in their hearts. Lord, you said if we don't forgive, we can't be forgiven. So, Father, we ask for a spirit of forgiveness to come over your people. That Jesus said they would know we're your disciples, Lord, if, if they see the love in us, if they see that we love one another, that we love you, and that we're loving our neighbor as ourselves. And, Lord, we just ask, Father, that you'd move in a mighty way in every man, every woman, every child, every teenager tonight. Father, heal them in their bodies. We confess that by your stripes we are healed. We confess that we lack nothing. We confess that we are increasing and multiplying and you're adding to us because we are seeking first your kingdom. Now, Father, fill every person tonight with your Holy Spirit. Give them ears to hear your voice and eyes to see in your spirit. Give them minds and hearts to understand and to know your ways. And, Father, we ask your will be done. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Praise God. Look, if you guys need to call in, we've got a prayer request line. It's 619-638-8458. And you can always check us out also. We've got a 1-800 number now um, that we do when we're not doing the show, 1-800-701-2785. You can reach us 24-7 on that number. It's toll-free if you're in the United States. And... uh, you know, if you guys have prayer requests, you can go prayerinternational at gmail.com or check us out on the website, www.prayerinternational.org. Now, listen, we're going to get into a little bit of worship music, and I'm going to set the tone, and then we are going to get into the Word tonight and lay some foundation. You know, the Bible says that if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And that the only foundation that needs to be laid is Christ Jesus, who is the Word made flesh. So as we declare the Word over you, as we build foundation in your life, we want you to be established and strengthened and preserved until the coming of the Lord Jesus. You know, that's why God gives us fivefold ministry uh, leaders, pastors, prophets, teachers, evangelists, apostles. Excuse me. The reason he gives us that is for the perfecting of the body, for the maturity of the saints. We're not the ones, the fivefold ministers aren't the ones that are supposed to do all the teaching and preaching and ministering. But we're to do the equipping and the helping and getting people prepared to do the work and the ministry that they're called to do. So that's what we're doing here. We want to be an intercessory group for you. We want to be an intercessory prayer base for you. We want to be an equipping station. We want to encourage you and we want to equip you. And then we want to pray that the Holy Spirit empowers you. So that's what we're here to do at Prayer International is encourage, equip, and empower you to go forward in the power and demonstration of the gospel 
worshiping God in spirit and in truth, and fulfilling the assignments and the plans of God for your life. And that's the, that's the only reason we're here. We don't ask for money. We don't ask for donations. We don't ask for any of that. We we work full-time jobs. We're not against people that do full-time ministry and get paid for. We're, in fact, we bless many ministries and pray for a lot of ministries. Um, you know, so, praise Jesus. Um, we just had a prayer request come in. It says, uh, pray for Arnold Schwarzenegger and his wife, Maria Shriver, uh, for their time of separation. You know, right now... Let me just say this. God hates divorce. That's not his desire. Of course, if anyone's been through that, we just pray uh, peace and unity and love over you, that there be no condemnation, because we know there's always circumstances and things that happen with people that sometimes, you know, the enemy comes in and those things aren't resolved or reconciled. So we just pray God's will be done in those situations. But, you know, before uh, you throw in the towel, Go to the Lord and begin to pray for unity, pray for restoration. Ask the Lord for solutions and answers for the people that are going through marital issues. If you're going through marital issues, seek the Lord for his solutions. And just, you know, do your best to follow God in in the situation that you're in. So, Father, right now we want to pray for Arnold Schwarzenegger and Maria Striver. We pray for their marriage. We pray that you would bring a unity and a peace, that you'd work out their issues, that you'd bring truth into their situation. You bring restoration and reconciliation, Father, by the truth of your word and the power of your spirit, that you'd reveal Jesus to the two of them, and that you would get glory and honor out of their lives. And now, Father, we also take this time to pray for anyone going through divorce, going through marriage issues, going through separation, going through just trials in their marriage. We pray, Father, for every man and woman. You said what you put together, who you put together, let no man put asunder. And we pray, Father God, that husbands would love their wives like Christ loved the church, and wives would honor and respect their husbands and reverence their husbands. Now, Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would just bring a unity and a peace over every marriage, restore them, bless them, anoint them. Lord, cause men and women to pray and to, to have Christ have the word of God and the Holy Spirit as the foundation and the thread or the glue that holds their marriages together. Cause couples to begin to pursue Christ, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Put a hunger and a thirst inside of every woman and man that are married and cause them to seek the Lord together and be unified and be strong. How can two walk together unless they be agreed? So we pray... In the name of Jesus, that God would heal and grow marriages, relationships, jobs, finances, and much more. And we just pray in the name of Jesus for those of you that are not married, that are seeking relationships or or pursuing God about relationships, that you would have wisdom and that you would hear the voice of the Lord. So praise God. Look, we're going to go into a time of worship briefly. Then we're going to come back and, and pray and get into the Word of God. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. And we will be right back. Praise the Lord.
All right, praise God. We're back. This is Prayer International Radio. It's 11.32 Central Time. We are going into our teaching portion on the show tonight. And we just want to thank the Lord, first of all. You know, he's a good God. And everything that we have that is good in our lives, we acknowledge him for everything. You know, every good and perfect gift in our lives that truly does come from above. You know, I really think that thankfulness and gratitude is a key to having a victorious, overcoming life. You know, we were talking about confession and how it plays out uh, in the life of the believer. Listen, the Bible says this. I'm going to just kind of get into a couple things real quick before we get into it. But the Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And those that love it will eat the fruit of it. And this, that's a proverb. And there's different scriptures concerning the tongue, concerning the words of our mouth, concerning what we say. And Jesus and Paul, and as well as the Old Testament prophets and some of the wisdom books in the Old Testament, all make a lot of references to what we say and the words of our mouth. And I really think that the way we talk, uh, the things that we declare really play uh, a role in how our prayers get answered, how the life and the kingdom of God uh, come into our lives or come into our present-day situation. A lot of that is dependent on the words of our mouth. You know, if you're constantly speaking about how sick and tired you are, you're constantly talking about how defeated you are, and you're constantly talking about how just worn out your body is. And you just don't have enough strength. You know, people just say things sometimes. And I'm just giving you examples. There's many more. The Bible says that blessings and cursings cannot come out of the same mouth. Okay, bitter and sweet waters. That a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And how can that man think that he would receive anything from the Lord? He's not going to receive anything from the Lord because he's double-minded. Well, there's a principle there. If you are constantly declaring sickness with one breath throughout your day, let's say eight to ten hours out of your day, you're constantly thinking about how horrible things are. And I'm just giving, I mean, somebody out there has probably gone through this. Or maybe you're going through a financial struggle, and eight to ten hours of your day you're constantly just thinking of the financial struggle. And you're constantly speaking defeat, sickness, poverty, and, you know, bad health, and, you know, whatever the case is. Whenever you go to pray, whenever you go to get before the Lord and begin to inquire of Him and begin to ask Him uh, for these certain things, uh, there's going to be a breach in your heart. There's going to be a breach in the spirit. You see, this is the deal. When you begin to confess certain things, there's a process that takes place, okay? Uh, with a heart, man believes, but with confession, salvation is made, right? When you ask, you receive. Now, you can think it all you want. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is, okay? But from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, Jesus said it this way, okay? Let me get into the Word of God here. Jesus said it this way 
Mark 11:24. Therefore I say unto you, now this is Christ, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Matthew 7, 7 through 9 says, For everyone that asks receives, everyone that seeks finds. To him that knocks it shall be opened. What man is there of you who, if his son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? And then Matthew 21 and 22 says it like this. And all things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. So see, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, then you shall be saved. But also, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you shall be free. Because you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Alright, well, just to answer your question real quick, yes it is. It is more of what we can do for him than what he can do for us. But right now we're we're on a discussion of asking and receiving. You know, if if you guys understand our hearts and where we're coming from, everything we come from on the show is from a basis of gratitude, worship, praise, thankfulness. Christ is our foundation. Christ is the one who's worthy of praise. Christ is the one that we give our lives to. Christ is the one that we give our lives for. He's the one that we're living for. Yes, that is true. But in regard to that, we're, right now we're talking about answered prayer and how confession from our mouths plays a role in how we receive from God and how we don't receive from God. And I think part of the problem is a lot of people are disillusioned in the place of prayer because they think that if they say all these things, uh, then or they pray the right formulas or they quote the right scriptures, then it's like this magic hat trick all of a sudden, poof, everything's going to just work out right. And that's not necessarily the case. There, There's a point in time where there's trust and reliance and faith in God, belief and mindset. All this stuff plays into the picture. You see, how can you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus if you don't even know in your heart what you believe? You're either believing the words of God or you're believing the circumstances that you see, or you're believing the lies of the enemy that are being told to you either through your mind or people or, or philosophies of the world, whatever the case is. There's either a carnal-mindedness, which is enmity with God, worldliness, which is against the things of the Spirit, that's projected in your everyday environment, either you know through yourself or the people around you or the things around you, or there's a spiritualness, Things of the spirit, things that lead to life and peace. Uh, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And so a lot of times what we're thinking about, what we're setting our minds on, sets us up for what comes out of our mouth. And what comes out of our mouth produces the fruit or develops the product of our lives. And we end up having whatever we say, just like Jesus said. You can have whatever you say. And some people say, well, that's that name it and claim it stuff. Now, I'm not big on the name it and claim it stuff. I think a lot of that's been abused and 
and deceptively taught, and people have put a twist and a spin on that that has really caused a lot of disillusionment in the body of Christ. But I do believe that confession plays a big role in how we step into the blessing, step into the promises, step into our experiences with Christ. And so we're going to talk about the words of our mouth tonight. And I was just kind of setting a little foundation there so you understand that this plays a big role in our prayer life. Okay? How can you sit there and declare how, you know, demonic somebody is or how oppressed of the devil they are and begin to speak negative stuff about people? And then all of a sudden you go to God and you begin to cry out for their salvation. You begin to implore God. You begin to inquire of the Lord for that person's deliverance and freedom. Maybe you only spend a minute or two praying for them, but you've spent hours and days and weeks and months and years of your life speaking negative things over those people, speaking defeat, speaking the curses, talking the problem instead of the promise. See, a lot of times we talk the, the circumstance instead of the counsel of God. A lot of times we sit and meditate and talk about the problem instead of standing on the word of God and standing on the promise. A lot of times we pray these defeated prayers that actually the, the the words of our mouth are setting us up for defeat instead of in our prayers incorporating what God is speaking. You see, in Psalm 2, the psalmist says, I will declare and decree what the Lord has said unto me. And then he begins to say, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten me. All right, we'll get into that in a minute. But there was a, a, a phrase in Psalm 2. Actually, let me read Psalm 2 real quick. And if you've heard this before, hey, uh, praise God, it's just confirmation. Psalm 2. It says... Uh, let's see where we're at here, sorry. Oh. That's why. I opened up to Proverbs 2. Sorry about that, guys. I've got a couple different Bibles open here. I grabbed the wrong one. (laughs) All right. So, Psalm 2. I thought it looked funny there for a minute. Great Jesus. All right. So, it says, this is going to be verse 7 of Psalm 2. It says, I will declare the decree the Lord has said unto me. Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. Ask of me. See, God is saying this. You are my son, this is the word of God, this day I begot me. Then God continues to say, ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen for your inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for your possession. Now, David was really smart and keen on this. He said, I will declare and decree what the Lord has said unto me. And if you're going to really see the promises of God and the things of God come to pass in your life, rather than rehearse the issues and the circumstances that you're facing. You need to begin to declare what is God's promises. The easiest way to do this, find some promise books. Find a promise book that has scriptural promises for the situations you're going through. Find scriptures in the Word of God that deal with certain subjects that you need to pray about, certain subjects that you're dealing with certain issues, certain things 
that you're facing. Maybe it's your marriage that's going through a situation, or maybe your finances are going through a situation, or maybe your ministry is going through. Well, find scriptures that apply to these things, and it seems simple and it seems basic. You know, we go through the Christian bookstores and through the libraries and through different places, and we see the Bible, we see these scriptural promise books, we see these God's promises for your daily needs, these little couple-dollar books sometimes. We even see them at the Walmart. And so many people pass by these things, and we look at it and think, oh, that's just simple, that's just basic, that's the Word of God. There's nothing deep or intriguing that may be in there. It's just going to be basic stuff. And I used to do this as a Christian because I always wanted to find the deep things and get deeper in the things of God. And, you know, sometimes I would just see those little Bible promise books as just like a, almost like a Christian cheat sheet. Okay, I was like, yeah, well, you know. But let me tell you something. There came a time in my life when the Lord, whenever I was facing situations and I wasn't getting answers to my prayers, and I was praying defeated prayers because I was talking the problem and, you know, going over the, the circumstance instead of talking to God about his covenant promises, instead of declaring what the Lord has said of it. See, Jesus would speak to your mountain and it'll be moved and cast off into the sea. But I don't think when they were talking to their mountain, they were sitting there talking about, oh, what a big mountain you are. And I'm so intimidated and full of fear because you're in my way. And I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get you out of my way, but maybe if the Lord wills for this mountain to get out of my way, then it'll leave. I really don't think these people were praying prayers like that. When Jesus said, speak to your mountain and it'll be removed and cast up into the sea, he meant get in its face and speak to it, declare to it, tell it what the word of God says. Whether it's a mountain or whether it's a giant named Goliath that you're facing. You know, David said it right. It wasn't the sling that was his confidence and the stone that was his confidence. He got up and said, who are you to defy the name of the living God? And he ran at that guy thinking, I'm going to take your head off, dude. And that's exactly what he was thinking. He, he knew he had the power of God behind him to get in the face of his enemy and speak to that giant, tell that giant, you're going down, you're going down. I'm taking your hat off. And that's exactly what he did. But he declared it first. He decreed it first. And he began to line up and agree with God. See, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? A lot of times we apply that unity scripture in marriage. Oh, that's hilarious. All right, so if you're an unbeliever, why should you obey the one that you don't believe in? Good question. If you're an unbeliever, if you don't have any faith, how are you going to please God anyway? The Bible says without faith it's impossible to please him. So if you're an unbeliever, there's no hope for you. I hate to tell whoever's on the show or listening, or even if you're a Christian and you don't agree with that statement, there's no hope for the unbeliever because even the unbeliever at some point has to believe. And if he doesn't, he's damned to eternal fire, to everlasting fire. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible 
to please God. Now, that is the word of God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Now, that's what the word of God declares. So if you're going to come to God, yeah, you can't obey God if you don't have any faith. Who? What are you going to believe? How would you even believe that it was God's words that are speaking to you in the first place to cause you or enable you to believe? So the deal is, see, even the man in the word of God that came to Jesus and said, Lord, my son needs to be healed, but help me with my unbelief. See, he knew how to pray. Lord, help me with my unbelief. That's the first prayer you need to start praying for unbelievers is that God would help them with their unbelief and cause them to see faith as a fruit of the Spirit. It's not just a gift of the Spirit. It's also a fruit of the Spirit. Read. Read in the fruits of the Spirit. You'll see faith comes from God. Amen. Faith comes from God. Let me say this. I just uh, was looking at the chat room. Amen. Hey, David did pick up those five stones because he wanted to finish off Goliath's four brothers. That's actually scripturally accurate. You know, Goliath had, there was four other giants that the Word of God actually makes mention of. And, uh, you know, that's true. I'm just going to jump into that and chase the rabbit trail real fast. God uh, had David pick out five smooth stones. You know, the first one sunk into that giant's forehead and put him down. The other four were for his brothers. And if you look and if you study the word of God, um, David knew that the Lord was the God of his breakthrough. Belperazine, he was the God of the breakthrough. He was the Lord that has broken through many waters, the Bible says. And there was other giants that David had to take out. We Actually, you know, we may get into that tomorrow. I may talk about the, the five giants. Uh, it'll be an interesting little study for a side note. I don't want to get sidetracked, but hey, praise God, brother down under for sharing that because that was right on. Uh, yeah, so bottom line, faith. Faith is believing and trusting in what God has said and taking God as his word. And you must take God at his word. You must learn to begin to declare and decree what the Lord has said unto you. And as you begin to speak the truth, see, we worship God in spirit and in truth. We don't worship God in spirit and in lies. We don't worship God in spirit and in half-truth. We don't worship God in spirit and in what the ways of the world tell us or what the, the world's report is. Isaiah even said, whose report are you going to believe? Whose report have you believed? And the bottom line is you're either believing your your report, you're believing the enemy's report, or you're believing the report of the Lord. You've got choices. And the Bible says, choose you this day who you will serve. We also need to choose to understand the, what comes out of our mouth. Because, see, life and death is in the power of the tongue, and when we eat the fruit of it, that's the fruit of it. That's what we get. We have whatever we say. So let me kind of backtrack here for a minute. So basically I was talking about confession. With a heart man believes, 
And confession is made of salvation. With the heart, man believes confession, standing on the promises of God concerning your healing, is going to bring healing in your life. Standing on the promises of God concerning your family or your loved ones or your spouse or your children or your parents, standing on the word of God and declaring what God has said is going to bring God's results in your life. Standing on the word of God and declaring who God is is going to bring the presence and the power of God in your life. Standing on the word of God and speaking to your mountain, speaking to your giants, taking down with the smooth stone, which is the word of God. See, there's living stone. Taking the word of God and slinging at the bears and the giants in your life and the, and the lions and speaking to those mountains. However you want to term it, however you want to label it, the bottom line is you've got to get the word of God in your mouth. And yes, no one can come to God unless the Spirit draw him. No one can come to God unless the Spirit draw him. Okay? The, the carnal mind's enmity with God. So the things of God aren't spiritually, aren't uh, carnally perceived. The mind is untruthful of the things of the Spirit. So we know you've got to have a spiritual encounter. You've got to have a spiritual capacity to receive these things of the Lord. But let me tell you something. The Word of God will make room. You see, when Jesus said, out of your belly, when he talked to the woman at the well and he told her about her, her husband, he told her that the one she was living with wasn't her husband, he gave her a prophetic word and only told her a couple things about herself. And she ran through the town telling everybody, let me tell you about a man who told me everything I ever did. One word from God changed her life in an instant. But Jesus said this. He said, out of your belly will flow rivers of water, living water. If you come to me, you'll drink of the water. You'll never thirst again. And she says, Lord, but I have nothing to draw with. I've got nothing to draw with. Let me tell you, you know what you draw? You know how you draw in prayer? You know how you draw the presence of God? You get filled with the word of God. The Bible says the Holy Spirit brings all things to your remembrance. He draws that back up out of your heart, okay, and, and presents it back to the Father. God honors his word. God honors his word. And when you begin to remind God of what he has declared, you will see God honor his word. Praise God. Well, listen, yes, we need to pray expectantly. We need to pray fervently. We need to pray continually. We need to pray in faith, believing. So listen, I want to encourage you guys to go forward in the things of the Spirit, to go forward in the Word of God, to begin to stand on the Word of God, begin to declare the Word of truth. Get the Word of God in your mouth concerning your situations. I mean, if you're facing, uh, you know, a situation concerning healing, then get the word of God in your mouth concerning healing. You know, begin to speak to the enemy and speak to yourself. And declare, with God, nothing is impossible. Declare, all things are possible to those who believe. Jesus can heal every sickness and disease among you. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Begin to remind yourself that it's God is the Lord, the one that heals you. That the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. That the Lord has given you power over 
All kinds of sickness and disease. Matthew 10, 1. Come on, Isaiah 53 says, by the stripes you're healed. First Peter 2, 24 reminds you of that and says, by his stripes you're healed. So you've got an Old Testament and a New Testament promise that by his stripes you're healed. Matthew 18, I'll say it again, if we agree in prayer, we always say this on the show. We agree in prayer, it shall be done. So begin to remind yourself of the word of God concerning healing. If it's finances or marriage and family, stand on the word of God concerning marriage. You know, begin to declare that your marriage will be honorable and pure before God. That only your spouse can satisfy you and you're captivated by their love. Begin to declare that marriage is forever and your spouse and you will never divorce. You know, whatever the case, if you're married, if you're praying for your children, begin to declare, I'll teach my children the word of God, and when they're old, they won't depart from it. I'll love my children by discipling them, Proverbs 13. Hey, I'll not provoke my children to wrath, Ephesians 6, I think it's 4. Begin to declare, God, turn my heart to my family and my family's heart back to me. Malachi 4, 6 says that the hearts of the children will be turned back to the Father. So, yes, praise God. We need to pray expectantly. We need to pray believing. And if we believe, we will receive. So stand on the word of God. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we close out the show tonight, I want to lift up everybody in the chat room. We've got uh, Brother Joe, Brother Down Under. We've got Dove Doe. We've got John Talk, Patriot Greg, Prop is the Sharita, and guests in there. We've got other people listening that aren't even in the chat room. Father, we pray and we ask your will be done and your kingdom come in their lives. We declare that they're conquerors today, Lord, that every mountain in their life would be removed, that every sickness in their life would be rebuked, that every disease that might try to plague them would be removed and cast off into the sea, that no plague would come out of their dwelling, that they would walk in freedom and walk in peace, that the joy of the Lord would be their strength, and that, Father, we declare, Father, that they are friends of God, citizens of heaven, and the gates of hell cannot stand against them, that no weapon formed or fashioned against them will prosper. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just ask, Lord, your will be done in your kingdom come, Lord, that you would move in a mighty way in their lives. So this is Prayer International Radio. Look, we're going to keep praying for you guys. If you have any prayer requests, put them in the chat room. Put them on the uh, email, prayerinternational at gmail.com. Other than that, we will be back tomorrow night, and we just pray blessings over your lives. In Jesus' mighty name.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.